It's no question that a lot is at stake for this year's election at all levels of government. We here at the Topeka Capital Journal are doing our part to document those running for elected positions in Kansas. My name is Everett Nelson, and I'm the photojournalist and podcast producer for the Capital Journal. For the next few weeks leading up to November 3rd, our reporters will be interviewing various candidates, asking them questions, and having conversations about what this election means to Kansans. Welcome to our election 2020 podcast series. Hello, and welcome to another installment of the Capital Journal's podcast series detailing each of the candidates in the local and statewide races in the November 3rd election. I'm Rafael Garcia, education reporter for the Capital Journal. Today I have with me Jesse Bourgeon, a Republican running for election for District 52, which covers much of Western Topeka. Bourgeon is a small business owner operating a property management company and the retail store Red Door Home Store. He has also previously held leadership positions in the Kansas Corporation Commission and the Secretary of State's office. Mr. Borjan, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you uh, for having me, Raphael, and uh, the Cap Journal, and appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation. For sure. So I guess to start, tell us a little bit about yourself and what maybe prompted you to run for the State House. Well, yes. Um, you know, I, I grew up here in Topeka, uh, graduated from Washburn. When I was at Washburn, I had a unique opportunity to be involved in student government. Uh, well, uh, in student government, I was elected student body president, and sort of that—that's what got um, me interested in politics. I had a chance to volunteer for some candidates. Uh, when I graduated from Washburn, I went to work for Ron Thornburg in the Secretary of State's office. I started out as his driver, uh, worked my way up, was administrative assistant and his director of public affairs uh, in the office, and then I ran two of his statewide campaigns. Um, so I have. Um, uh, that experience, I had a short stint at the Kansas Department of Transportation. I was a congressional liaison there, uh, working on federal funding for the uh, state highway program. And then I was the director of public affairs and consumer protection out at the Kansas Corporation Commission, regulating utilities. And so um, in all of those positions, um, I gained experience about state government, um, about the legislative process, and so I, I've had an interest um, in, in state government and in state politics for some time. Um, my wife and I, um, Stacy uh, and I, uh, decided to open a, a small business in, in 2015, and we're excited to be celebrating fifth, five years uh, in business with Red Door Home Store at Fairlawn Plaza Shopping Center. Um, and then we also have a property management business um, so, um, and then also a father of three. Um, so, um, I, I would say, you know, my, my experience, um, and my interest, um, and my involvement in the community and wanting to have a greater, uh, impact, um, and use some of my expertise, uh, to help, uh, represent, uh, the constituents of the 52nd house district in the state legislature, um, and advancing some good causes for the, for the folks that, that live here and work here and play here and uh, for the great state of Kansas. Right. Yeah, with all those years of experience and those previous experiences you've had, um, was there anything specific about this election that maybe stood out to you as this is the time to run? Well, I've uh, observed um, uh, Brenda Dietrich and Vicki Schmidt and some of the other folks that have held the seat and uh, you know, Brenda Dietrich uh, decided to run for the Kansas uh, 
Senate this time around, and so that created an open seat um, here in the 52nd district. And so, you know, I was approached by a number of folks uh, who encouraged me to consider it. Uh, Stacy and I uh, and our family had some serious conversations about, you know, is this the right time? Is this something that we should do? And um, landed on yes, absolutely. Um, we have things to offer here, and this is um, there are a lot of important issues facing our our community and our state right now. And uh, so, so yes, we we should do this. Mm -hmm. What do you think sets you apart as a candidate? Well, certainly my experience. Uh, we're we're vested in Topeka. Uh, we, we of course live in Southwest uh, uh, Topeka. Our kids go to school here. Um, you know, I, I have state government experience uh, with my work with the Secretary of State's office and what we've discussed. But I also have private sector, small business experience. So I'm seeing day to day some of those big issues that are facing our small businesses. And um, I intend, if I'm successful with this race, to be a voice for small business at the state house. Mm -hmm. I know it might be hard right now with the pandemic to get out and speak with um, potential voters, but what are some things that you maybe have heard from people in the district on what they're looking for in a candidate? Sure. Um, the beauty of the process is that it, it gets the candidates out uh, talking with uh, the voters. And we have, uh, there are 32 precincts that make up this uh, particular district. And so we we have covered all but five precincts twice on foot going door to door um, with the chance uh, we're mainly doing literature drop due to the current environment with COVID and we take all of the necessary safety precautions. We travel with the mask and, and make, we're making sure that we're social distancing. Um, but really that opportunity to, to be on the front porch with folks and talking with them about issues that they're seeing and that are important to them. Um, as far as candidates, they want someone that will be a voice for them. They want to, someone that can understand the issues. Um, and the issues that, uh, you know, we're hearing about a number of issues um, as we, you know, are out and about, um, and we can talk about more, more about that. But certainly uh, Washburn Rural School District, there's a great sense of pride in, in, in USD 437 um, and the great uh, public education that they offer uh, our students out there. Um, so they're wanting to know where I stand on education and do I support education and is education. We, I'm endorsed by the KNEA. Uh, my wife is a teacher. Um, so education is, uh, we have three kiddos. Education is very important to me and I consider it uh, to be an investment. Uh, should our single greatest investment uh, as a state. Um, so that's one issue. Uh, Medicaid expansion comes up. And then folks are looking for, for someone who can work with others. <laughs> and uh, so I hope uh, that's something that we can talk a little bit more about as this uh, goes on. Mm -hmm. What's something you personally believe should be given greater priority at the legislative level? Well, I touched on this. Uh, what I see is too much partisan politics. 
everyone is driven. Everyone's not everyone, but folks, politicians today seem to be driven by uh, these partisan pol political agendas. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have agendas when we go, but my campaign slogan is putting people over politics. And I think that we have lost sight of the ball and that's the people uh, that we serve. And um, so um, I think we've got to refocus uh, on the people that we serve. Um, I don't think compromise is a bad word. Certainly we should, I'm running as a Republican, we should stand on, I should stand on, and I will stand on my Republican principles. Um, but at the end of the day, if there's an issue that's before the legislature and it betters Kansas and it betters our communities and it means we have to compromise a little bit, that's okay. Mm -hmm. In a practical sense, how do we get to that level of compromise? What do we do? Is it like <laughs> inviting the other um, side of the um, aisle out for lunch or what do we do? I think that's part of it, and it's a it's a it's a hard. Um, I I think our our differences are what make us great, um, but we've got to come together and on the issues that uh, unite us and the issues that uh, make us better. Um, I think it's about building relationships and having conversations, and um, letting folks see that we have more in common than we do differences. And we may be Republicans, we may be Democrats, uh, but the, at the end of the day, we're Kansans, and we're all in this together. And we've got to look towards our future, the future of the kids, our children, um, and um, positioning Kansas to be the best state that we can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Going back to when you mentioned that you had heard Medicaid expansion as a topic that um, voters are thinking about, what are they saying and what are your thoughts on Medicaid expansion? Well, uh, I, I'm on record as, as supporting Medicaid expansion. Um, and when I'm on the front porch with folks in my district, that is one of the top three issues that comes up. And quite frankly, they don't understand why the legislature can't get it done. Um, I support it for two reasons. One, the financial impact to our hospitals. Someone has to pay uh, the, the hospital f for those services that they're providing when um, the person getting that care can't pay. The hospital cannot absorb that cost. <laughs> that business model does not work. And so there's funds available here that they, that can be used to help uh, the hospitals uh, make up uh, those monies. And then secondly, I think we have a responsibility um, to help those folks that can't afford uh, health care. Um, you know, if you don't have your health, it's hard to do much else. <laughs> I mean, at a basic level, we, you, you, you have to have your health. Um, otherwise, it's hard to get anything else done. And so uh, I'm not 
suggesting that we need to do handouts, but there are situations out there, good folks that you know may have a, a medical situation that comes up that they can't afford to pay pay for, and uh, we need to be taking care of those folks. Mm-hmm. Now, Medicaid expansion is something that's been attempted and just hasn't been able to pass um, here in Kansas. Uh, it's probably the million dollar question here, but what do we do to overcome those um, obstacles or challenges that face Medicaid expansion right now? Well, I will be one that will be talking to our, our, our leadership in the house and stressing to them the importance of getting this issue done for the folks in our state. And then I would encourage our citizens to contact uh, the legislature and help us tell the story of why this is such an important issue and why we need to get it done. Mm-hmm. Now, Medicaid expansion, of course, right now um, has been closely tied, especially right now, to the pandemic and just the needs of Kansas, Kansans for their health. Um, what role do you think the state house should be playing in responding to the pandemic? Well, certainly we need to get our economy open. Um, you've seen some sectors that are 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 operating; they're they're open for business, but there are others uh, like restaurants and travel um, that have struggled. So, we need to do what we can to safely open our economy um, and get our economy uh, going. Certainly as a small business owner, um, I I have, uh, our small business uh, was forced to close for six weeks. Um, And so uh, as a business owner, I was forced to to be innovative, to to recreate, to find other uh, platforms that we could sell our items. So, um, being a small business owner, I, I think, uh, positions me well uh, in the legislature to um, help with this. Um, but it's certainly COVID will be the defining issue for this uh, upcoming legislation, I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. How should the state house tackle on some of these financial difficulties that um, not just Kansas, but everyone is seeing um, as a result of the pandemic? Well, you've seen the federal government uh, allocate some funds uh, to the state, and the state, I I think, has done a good job of getting those uh, resources uh, to small business. We need to continue to monitor uh, the situation, fully understand the impact of small business, and see what sort of resources they need going into the future. And then we need to be ready to act. And... uh, I think within the fiscal structure, we, we absolutely at the state level have to live within our current uh, means. Um, I'm not in favor of any sort of tax increase um, or anything of that nature, but um, I, I do think that there may be some resources available at the federal level um, that then could be allocated through the state that um, to help if that becomes necessary again. Mm -hmm. One popular idea, even before the pandemic, has been to possibly remove sales tax on food and groceries. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Is that still possible, do you think, to even tackle as 
the state is facing some financial difficulties? I I think this is a tough environment to um, to to reduce any tax taxes. I mean, it's something certainly we can look at, but those revenues have will have to be replaced, I assume, and um, so. I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea. I just don't have enough information to. Um, um, so maybe it's something that we should consider. Mm-hmm. Besides COVID nineteen, what are some of the more significant issues facing Kansans this election cycle? Well, something we haven't heard a lot about, um, but is is critically is important is uh, you know the census is going on. Um, so at the conclusion of the uh, 2020 census, the legislature will begin the process of redistricting. Um, so that's that's a topic uh, where we redraw the legislative maps. Um, um, so, so that's an issue that's out there. Um, but I, I really think at this point, um, COVID uh, and the impact of COVID to uh, the state and to our economy and to our education uh, systems um, is certainly going to be uh, at the forefront of the upcoming legislative uh, session. As Kansas looks to eventually rebound from this recession, um, what is something that the state house can do to create better economic opportunities for Kansans? Um, can you uh, t- tell me, can you repeat the question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, what are some things that the state house can do to create better economic opportunities for Kansans or especially as you've talked to voters, um, what are you seeing that businesses, um, or small businesses or just individuals need right now in terms of economic opportunities? <laughs> Well, one issue that I hear that comes up is workforce development. Um, I think I don't know that government creates economic opportunities. I think our businesses. Um, I mean, there may be some tax incentive programs if that's what you're getting at um, that uh, could be available. Um, but I think one issue that's facing uh, small businesses certainly workforce development and give it, getting a labor force that. Uh, supports the industries uh, where where it's lacking. I think we need to figure out a way to recruit uh, teachers um, um, and support education. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas on how to attract and develop that workforce or that talent pool? Well, I think it starts with our young folks. Um, you know, it's it's been encouraged. You know, a four year college degree. Um, and I, I certainly think for some folks that that's a, a good direction for them. Um, but there's also, you know, we need, uh, we need, you know, to develop other areas of the workforce, uh, as well that may not require, you know, afford, you know, community colleges and, and, and other areas uh, of education. Mm-hmm. If you are elected, what's something that you want to point back to and say that that was something you managed to accomplish during your time as a representative? I, I'm, 
for for me on, on this this question, it's not a, about any single issue or or policy issue. I think for me, it's more important about how I conduct myself uh, in the position, and that I represent the interests of the 52nd district. That I'm a voice. Um, that I'm able to work with other members of the legislature uh, of both political parties um, to accomplish good uh, for the state of Kansas um, and for my constituents in the 52nd district. Um, My vocabulary compromise is not necessarily a bad word. I think we need to figure out ways to work together and get things done for the citizens that, that we, the, the folks that we serve. And um, so at the end of the day, uh, that's, that's how I'll grade myself. Mm-hmm. And finally, is there anything else that you would like for voters to know about yourself, your campaign, and what you would hope to do as a state representative? Well, what I hope to do as a state representative is to is to represent the interests of the 52nd district um, and use my expertise uh, in the areas that I've mentioned uh, to, to add good information to the conversation and then figure out at the end of the, the day the best direction for our state. Uh, I encourage folks to contact uh, my campaign. I'm looking to... Uh, to hear from folks. Um, I think the only way our political process works is if uh, folks engage, uh, they learn about the the candidates, they volunteer for campaigns, whoever it may be, um, and they help advance those issues that are important to our state and to our community. Well, thanks for coming and speaking with us today, Mr. Barjan. It's been a pleasure. Um, The election is quickly approaching November 3rd, so remember to go out and vote. Um, For the Capitol Journal, this has been Rafael Garcia. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're looking for more, you can support local journalism by subscribing to cgonline.com, reading our articles, and following the latest news on our social media platforms. You can also find more podcasts like this one in the Apple Podcasts app, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.